When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this special edition of the Royal Blue Podcast, sponsored by Sport Pacer. Now, the breaking news today is has uh, discovered that Ronald Koeman has left Everton Football Club. Joining me is Ian Kroll and Adam Jones. We're here to discuss the big breaking news on Merseyside this afternoon. First of all, Adam, this is big, isn't it? It's it's not. It was the fan base was sort of swayed now towards the lines of he was going to re- resign to losing him. How important is this measure now between Everton and who do you get in next? I think it's absolutely massive. As as you say, the fans had turned. I think yesterday was a massive, massive tipping point. We got to the final whistle yesterday and there was half the ground empty and the people who stayed only stayed to boo. And that's indicative of a really a manager who's lost the fan base completely. And it is massive to see who Everton line up as their next replacement. We've got to aim big. If we want your European football consistently, if we want to get back to where we were, where we think we would belong, yeah. we need to be aiming for the likes of Ancelotti, the likes of Tuchel, Champions League's quality managers, definitely. As Ronald Koeman Ian felt the brunt of basically what's happened at Everton, is it just Ronald Koeman's fault? Is it the players? Is it Walsh? Is it the... Bo- is it just solely Ronald Koeman's fault, this one? Uh, first of all, I think... Um, I'm, I'm quite surprised at the, at the timing of it, uh, really. I thought they would give him till... Uh, next next Sunday, um, I thought he would see out Chelsea regardless of whether he got beat or not. Um, and then depending on the, the performance against um, Leicester and obviously the results, um, I thought they would. So I'm quite surprised and how ruthless Everton have been mm. um, in that. Um, but in terms of that question, it's it's funny that you you ask that question because I think human is obviously to blame, yes, but. Uh, Everyone at the club is to blame. Mm. I don't think there's any the any recruitment is there for all to see, isn't it? Obviously that centre forward. Now my worry is sorry for interrupting you. No, no. My worry is is that the next manager, whoever it is, if it's Taish Ancelotti, whoever it is, is going to have exactly the same problem Ronald Koeman's had with no centre forward till January. Mm-hmm. So I don't care. Yeah, you may get a bit of a reaction for Leicester and Chelsea, but you're going to end up with the same problem until January until that centre forward's addressed. Now that was my worry concerning Ronald Koeman. I, I thought he, I, I felt as if he deserved a little bit more time. I think nine games into a Premier League season is too soon. That's just my opinion, by the way. I just felt it was far too soon to give a manager £150 million to spend in the summer and give him nine league matches and then sack him. Now, I don't want Everton to become a club like Leicester, a 
a club like Crystal Palace, Saka managers every time they have a dip in form. The last season it's shown Everton were terrible leading up to Christmas, got beaten the derby and then went on an amazing run in January and ends up finishing seventh. Yeah. And I felt that uh, that could easily happen again. And we've seen Ronald Koeman's well, career, that's happened, hasn't it? Is, is that what we wanted this season, seventh? Is that where our you know, aspirations and... No, and it's are... not, I agree. It's, but until we get that centre forward in, that may have, have, be, have to be the case. Now, I just felt that whatever happens now, I don't care if you could get Pep Guardiola in it or Jose Mourinho, it's going to be the same situation until January. Mm. I think yeah, we may be tougher to beat. But I just look at it now and thinking we're going to end up with the same thing. I think over the last few weeks, though, we have seen signs of some fight signs and mm. of some, at least some attacking intent from this squad. We know that they can, they can do it. It's just that they haven't had the support of the manager, a good manager behind mm. them, to be able to do it. Look, if we get, let's, we can pr- probably safely presume that David Unsworth will be at least an interim. Yeah. If we got David Unsworth in on a on a temporary basis, is he going to do any worse than Ronald Koeman? The, the players are is already... Is he any better? But the players are already so low on confidence. Bringing in David Unsworth isn't going to take their confidence any lower. Like, he, he, they, they're not going to do any worse. Mm. So, I, it, it, I just think I it was a change that needed yeah, to happen. Yeah. I, I think that you are right, told that in the fact that it's been nine league games now and... Um, in any other situation, this would be the wrong, the wrong decision. I do, I genuinely do believe that. I think it has been poor. We've we've been terrible. The fans um, have, have basically turned on Cumin. They've um, stuck with the players, but Cumin has been the one that mm. has, has been took the brunt of it. Yeah. But I remember a couple of weeks ago, I listened to a podcast, this podcast, the Royal the Royal mm. Blue podcast, and everyone the, the question was asked. Um, should Koeman be sat and I think it was about four or five games in now again that was too early but I remember everyone saying in that podcast at the same time they didn't really know what his plan was they didn't know yeah. what his formation was what his tactics were um, at least without like trying to refer back to other managers you, you knew what they were trying to do mm. at least Martinez you know, he had his, his passing game but at least we could score a few goals the football was you know could, like was attractive at times. We just we just couldn't defend. Um, are we second guessing then on the basis of we've seen so many changes from Ronald Koeman set up this season? I mean, he hasn't kept with the same eleven as he throughout the whole campaign. I, so I, I keeps making half time yeah, changes. So is well. that, that are we? Well, we're not second guessing here. It's probably forthright that he's been given these players and now he's having to mould them into a team rather than him buying them. So we're, yeah. we're guessing now that Walsh is actually buying the players. Uh, well. I think that's again that's another question that needs to be answered from the club. Yeah. Because for me, you know, Ronald Koeman goes into press conferences and the media asks them a question: Who's gonna? How's how's things progressing with this sign? And he goes, I don't know. For me, that that's saying that he's totally blameless. He, he can't take any blame. But for me, he's got to be the one who picks the players. Hmm. It's got to be him and Walsh together. What's the point of having a director of football? Exactly. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I just my, I I just don't want Everton to be seen from outside. Merseyside as the team that's given managers 18 months. I think, what is the point? I think the main concern, though, is this This has been a massive week. We're in the middle of a massive week yeah. now. Uh, last week, the, the defeat against Lyon, we can almost safely say that our Europa League campaign is over at this point. The defeat against Arsenal has put us into the relegation zone of the Premier League. Now, if we'd have waited until after the Chelsea game, would you have had much confidence as us going to Stamford Bridge and beating Chelsea? And then that would be us out of three competitions before November's even come around. I get all that, but I look at it and I'm thinking, Roberto Martinez's last days as Everton manager, 
the players were actually going through the motions. They were strolling around the pitch at Sunderland when we got beat 3-0. Now, the last two performances I've seen, yeah, the effort was, say, 75% there yesterday. And during the week, I thought they really had to go against Leon. Yeah. Now, that is chalk and cheese compared but to what wait, I've seen from Roberto Martins last sorry, season. Trouble. When yeah. you say we had to go against Leon, that wasn't. I don't believe that was cumin. I believe that was frustration from Ashley Williams, the fact that... People have been on his back this season, and mm. he has been poor. Like there's yeah, no, yeah, yeah. there's no two ways about it. He has been poor. Um, he's just been knocked out to the the World Cup, mm. but from Wales, yeah, yeah. you could tell he was like a man possessed, and mm. that was probably his get, best game of the season. Yeah. I, I mean, he nearly got sent off. Probably yeah, should have yeah. been sent off, but he didn't. He ended up scoring. Um, you could see it. Like you could see the passion in him. I don't believe that came from Cumin one little bit. No. It took us 30 minutes, 35 minutes just to get going in that Leon game. Stupid mistake from an inexperienced defender in Mason Holgate. Um, we got one nil down, and then we mustered one attack in the last 10, 10 15 minutes of a of a first what half. Do, what do you think Farhad Mashiri's thinking now? Because he went right out of his way to get this man, and he clawed him from Southampton after Southampton getting fifth place, couple of points off a Champions League spot, Everton winning the finishing the bottom half. Now for Everton to have got a manager like Ronald Koeman at the time. Mm-hmm. It was a massive cue, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking now, what's he thinking? Because obviously he's failed at his first test of getting an Everton manager, hasn't he? I don't think this was an. This can really be considered a knee-jerk reaction. It would have been perhaps knee-jerk if he if we'd have announced this yesterday. I think they've, him and Bill Kenwright have clearly sat down and took some time to consider this. Like reportedly, Ronald Koeman took training this morning. Yeah. yeah. So he would have had no clue that this that this was, was coming. coming. Mm-hmm. They they they, are, they have fully considered this decision. And I think the problem for Koeman was that our, our start of the season was so bad, it kind of didn't matter how performances came at, at this point. We just needed results. Am I playing devil's advocate here when I'm thinking, them. listen, you, you, give a, you give a manager all this money to spend in the summer, we're in October and we've sacked him. Have Everton just hit the panic button too early considering what's happened at Leicester and Crystal Palace? No, I, I don't believe so. I think this just doesn't stem from... Um, you know, nine league games, three Europa League games. I think, I think it stems from the fact that Cumin picked these players out along with Walsh. Walsh yeah. I, th- I believe that Walsh had something to do with it. Um, he's got too hard to do because that's what he's paid no, for. No, no, exactly. Yeah. But I, I, I don't for one minute believe that Cumin's had nothing to do with these transfers. I believe he's had nothing to do with negotiations. Mm. Um, so I think that comes down to the fact that he's bought players in that are fit for purpose or fit for the. You know the formation or the tactics that he wants to employ in that team because no one really knows. Mm. Now, I know every time that team sheet comes on, you're always going to have a little moan about something because there's not one one player in there that is fit for, for that team. Yeah, there's mm. too many number tens as we know. We haven't got a backup left back, um, striker, <laughs> the, the main one. <laughs> yeah, you know, for me, even if we had a striker in that team, yeah, I, th- I do believe we probably would have scored a lot more goals. But another thing as well, the biggest thing for me, letting Romelu Lukaku go, I don't care if he wanted to leave. He should have stayed. He should have been told, you're staying. He was on a two-year contract. I totally agree. Totally agree on that one. Adam, are we just looking, from the outside, looking into this one, if you were an Everton fan and you see Ronald Koeman, he's the type of character, he's cool, and he's quite cold, isn't he? And he doesn't get involved with the football club he's supporting. Now... You look at the manager over the other side of the park, who's chest pumping, kisses the badger, etc. Mm. If Ronald Koeman was that type of character, would that have bided him more time at Everton? Um, if he come out with the, the the classic cliches of people's club and everything else? Well, I'm not sure, because I think that, that 
that sounds very Roberto Martinez esque. Yeah, but, but it, 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 it well, did get more time got, actually, so maybe three yeah. seasons, by the way, <laughs> yeah. two bottom half finishes. Don't forget, three seasons, but one season was a record point well, yeah, tally of course. as well. So and the next season was bottom half finish, and then he more or less finished off the full season after that. But with yeah. with obviously uh, an average league season, but you know two semi-finals in the cups and you know an average like maybe slightly above average Europa League campaign yeah well. I get that whereas Cumin has yeah I, I agree with him that Europa League hasn't helped him one mm. little bit but the fixtures help when you're looking at we've we played nine matches this season in the league haven't yeah. we mm. top six Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the first nine matches, no, yeah, but you know, yeah, it's, 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 it, it, it being a cruel hand there, hasn't yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, but you, you see teams like Burnley, yeah, Burnley have gone to Stamford Bridge, they've won, they've went, but are Burnley involved in European football, then playing big games? It, it's either Burnley can set out their stall to play one game a week. How much money have they Chelsea. spent? I, I, I get all that, but when as Ronald Koeman touched on last week, he said I haven't had time to get on the train and pitch with half of these mm. properly because we're playing European football, big game, European football. Now Burnley and Huddersfield, as we see in during the week, beat Manchester United. They've got all week mm. to practice what they need to do. Manchester United, European game, lo and behold, Huddersfield say Manchester United. I'm not making excuses. No, but I'm, I'm just looking at. A reason why Everton have struggled against them yeah. big teams when they necessarily they didn't last season but, because they didn't have European football. But conversely, though, we've just had come back from an international break and only managed a one-one draw at Brighton and a lucky one-one draw at yeah. Brighton at that. I, I I personally don't think that's good enough. Is Cumin or did, I mean he did make it the Europa League as an excuse and I don't think it's helped because he's he's had to chop and change his his lineup from Thursday to Sunday and the qualifying rounds as well. No, yeah, no, obviously I I agree. I think all that has has contributed to to his downfall. You know, if you you know spend four four weeks with your, your squad, like whether you're in Germany abroad or whatever on a, on a training camp, you, you're going to be able to you know improve your players mm-hmm. if you're a decent manager. I, I do genuinely believe that, but he's made that excuse. Where's the time going to come? Because we've got a World Cup year coming up in 2018. Yeah. He's not going to get much time with the players then. Mm. I, at that point, so what, what's the World Cup year now? It's, it probably ends in June, July. June, July yeah. They're not going to come back for another two, three weeks. Okay. By that point, he'll probably have two, two weeks with them, and then it's the season starting again. So, what, what would you, if you look back on Ronald Koeman's tenure at Everton? What would, what, what's your general feeling towards? Basically, he's had one season and three months. Mm. I think years to come when you look back on Ronald Koeman and say, oh, what was he like as an Everton manager? What would you... Well, I'm not, I'm not exactly going to hate him. It, it's it's just going to be rather indifferent attitudes. And yeah. I mean, it was a seventh place finish last season. Mm. I mean, you've got to remember, remember us getting knocked out by Norwich yeah, in the League Cup last season. That was, loads of players, that, was, that was arguably the first the first sign of what was to come this season. Yeah. And we've not, we've not really achieved all that much. We've stayed pretty stagnant I'd say I'd, yeah I'd be, I'd be pretty indif- indifferent well, what's your opinion about Ronald Koeman's tenure I have a just disappointment really more than anything I think you know since you know Mercedes came didn't he in 2015 February 2015 yeah. Martinez is still there um, you know he was ruthless he sacked Martinez and then it was like this you know new era we got Koeman in we, we thought his, his record stood up Um and then we great home form couldn't really win away, um, and then it's, it's it's just the downfall really. Just this whole new era for me is is not happening at but the is moment. Is Mashiri's stock just risen then from this morning? 
because of that sacking? I don't know because I don't know who sacked them. You don't know who sacked them. Yeah. Who was it? Was it Kenwright? Was it was mm-hmm. it Machiri? It's, it's obviously one of them two. Mutual yeah. decision. Yeah. Probably probably was a mutual decision really. Um, from Kenwright's reaction on that video that we saw yeah, on the on game, that, yeah. he obviously just looked absolutely devastated. I don't, was that for the fifth goal? Was it? Yeah. I got, like, so I was at the game, so I didn't see it, but um, it was just. I'm just, I'm just really disappointed with the way things are, uh, the way things have gone, and you know, it's not just Cumin's fault. It is a big, big, it is a big issue for Cumin. But I think from top to bottom of the club, we've never had money to spend in the past, so we we haven't been able to. We don't know what to do do with the money that we we've got. Right, we've done just as on Ronald Cumin. Adam, the, the runners and riders for his replacement, mm-hmm. they, they kind of shocked me. I mm-hmm. thought Evan had moved into a new era, as Ian's just touched on mm-hmm. there. I thought there'd be bigger names linked with the job. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I look at it now and you, you've got David Unsworth next in line, Sean Dyche. Apparently, reports just coming into us straight away that Sean Dyche is heavily linked with the job straight away. Ancelotti, Mikel Arteta, Chris Coleman, the list is... Is endless there when you're looking at really names that I don't want to be linked with Everton Football Club. Hmm. Is there any names that stand out there for you that you go, do you know what, I wouldn't mind him replacing Ronalds? Well, personally, for me, it's got to be Carlo Ancelotti. Like I think he's he's the most prestigious manager that's being linked with us. Why wouldn't we at least ask the question? I mean, yeah. like, what can be the harm? And then following that, Thomas Tuchel. These are two Champions League managers and we should be aiming for someone of that calibre. There's no reason to suggest why we shouldn't. Ian, is there any names that stick out to that list that haven't a link to it that tickles your fancy for the um, hot seat there, Goodison? No, not really. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had a um, quick chance to look at the list, but I did prior to Cumin sacking, mm. and I think it was Unsworth was the favourite, then it was Chris Coleman, Coleman yeah. uh, Allardyce, uh, Sean Dyche. Um, I don't know if Angelotti was in that list. Obviously, Angelotti, you know, he's won the Premier League. I think... I wouldn't be opposed opposed to that. What I think will happen, I think they'll probably give it to Unsworth till January, see how that goes, and then obviously on till the end of the season. See, that, 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 that's my point in this, is that I can see if we were going to sack Ronald Koeman, have a bigger, better manager lined up. Now I look at it, if we if you employ Dice or go to wherever, Unsworth, are we really going forward? Name off the pitch and on it. I just look at it and thinking, what's the, if you're going to sack a manager so early on to a new season after giving them all this money to spend, make sure you get this appointment right. Do you mm. not the, go down the yeah, roads? No, of I, it. I do agree. Obviously, it needs to be right, whether it's short-term or long-term. I think with Unsworth, you know, he's a player who's won stuff at the club. He knows what the fans are thinking. He would never come out and make the excuses that Ronald Koeman has come out with. It's too soon in his managerial career. Managing under 23s and coaching them is all well and good, but now you're moving on to millionaires, lads with big egos, big contracts. I look at David Unsworth. Have you got that in you? I think I I think he's held in really high esteem at the club. I, gen- mm. I really do. Although I you know he, he's been at the club for a number of years now as a coach, as the you know the under 20, under 23 coach, and he's done well. He's been able to promote the younger players mm. into the team. I mean, only, only time. It's a big jump, that though, isn't it? it when it, you think it, about from under 23, not even a league, by the way. No championship clubs have came in for them, no league one, league two. So you're thinking that step from under 23, from coaching basically kids 
to Premier League management, the running of a multi-million pound business is a massive step up. But the only pl- the pe- managers I can think of straight away, top of my head, is Guardiola, Barcelona, Zidane at Real Madrid. But look at the influx of players that they've got at their disposal to do it from. No, yeah, I now, mean, look at, I, th- th- is there any th- other examples of that? I, th- I think Guardiola, for one that I was going to say, I, d- I wasn't going to mention it because it's Barcelona. Yeah, and that's what that's like yeah. Ronaldinho, Messi, and stuff like that. We haven't got that caliber yeah. of player. Like we, we just haven't, and we're not going to get that caliber of player no matter how much money we spend. I just think he's held in high esteem with the club. He'll come in. He knows the day-to-day running of what's going on. Um, I do. I think. I think he he could be the one till till January at least. Would you go along the lines of that too? How long do you think if Unsworth was an interim manager, and then do you think Farhad Mashiri or he's already made his mind up and he knows who he's getting? Um, I'm not sure he's he's going to know who he's getting already. I think he, he's going to know who he wants. Whether whether he'll get them is a is a different story. I think I think I do agree. Maybe Unsworth until January. But what, what, what would your Andre have to do though to get, go out and gain experience? Obviously, go out to another Championship club or Premier League, Premier League club. Well, I just but think going going a day to day run of a football club at, at Championship level or League One even. See, he's not involved in what happens in a big 20-man squad, multi-millionaire footballers. It's totally different. Now, I'm trying to think of other examples here, if you can help me out on other... Man- would, would Tottenham do it? Would Liverpool do it? Would Chelsea do it? Would Manchester... Well, Liverpool have done it in the past, maybe it's a slightly different era. Yeah, but was any any of these clubs that Evan are trying to inspire to be and become an overachieve, would any of them clubs was Tim do... Sherwood, did, did he do it? And look what happened there. It lasted two minutes, didn't he, at Tottenham? Well, he got he got them back on track, didn't he, initially? Yeah, but I'm looking at it as in long term, me, personally. I just think, would any of them clubs ever have a chance to get in the Champions League, maybe top six, would any of them clubs employ from within the under-23 coach? Well, no, no, not, not long term, but that's why I'm saying yeah. our long term well, aspirations don't need should to, be. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they need to, because I'll be honest, the reason we're being linked with these calibre of managers, as in the likes of Coleman, no disrespect to them, Allardyce, Sean Dice, is because we're probably not going to be able to attract the likes of Angelotti or you know the Dortmund manager. Angelotti maybe because he's you know he's free, he's also he's just been sacked. You know he, he might be willing to come to Everton, but who else other than that is will, is going to will, be willing to come to Everton yeah. and that calibre of manager? Th- yeah. There isn't. Unless you throw the colour of the money at him. Well, exactly. And then you know if you're gonna if you're paying Ronald Koeman six million pound a year, what are you going to have to eight, pay nine. Angelotti? Ten. Exactly. You're going to say well, Koeman. Look at Angelotti's record compared to Cummins. Far greater. I'm not going to say no to Angelotti, but you're going to have to pay a lot more than you were for Cummins. Playing devil's advocate here, I'm considering what happened yesterday. Just, just finally on this one. Do you think yesterday was the final show, or do you think Moshiri, Stoke, Ken Wright made their minds up before this match? I don't think they made their minds up before. I think, like as, as I've said in a piece on the website today, I think yesterday was a just a massive tipping point. Like, they were both in attendance and they both... Mm-hmm witnessed firsthand just a really surreal atmosphere from the Goodson crowd. Like yeah. it was just it was just weird for that. There was no anger, was the I was surprised, yeah. And that and that's what I think. Like once once the anger turns to apathy, that's when you really know you're in trouble. Like when fans are just like oh, that's what scored, I felt yesterday before. because it, like obviously I, I get loads of texts, Oh you're still backing Coombe, you're still backing him. 
And I still do. I, I still think he's been harshly treated by Everton. I don't think he's been given a fair crack of the whip. And if you look at his tenure, give him a full season. He took Martinez's team from bottom half to seventh. Give him a loads of money and sack him in October. So in my opinion, I'll just look on Ronald Koeman's tenure and thinking, do you know what? The lads weren't given a fair crack of the whip there, especially not with a central forward for the second season. I mean, That's just my opinion on that. You say in Koeman's first season, you know, we, we did finish seventh and we we got back to a respectable position, but we got knocked out of both cup competitions first first round. I get, I do get you know, that, and he, he wasn't in the in the slightest bit bothered after the Norwich game. He, like I remember it, that was like I, I mentioned it this morning. That was my little, my first like little bit of you know, on yeah, yeah, with Cumin and um, because we we started off okay, and you know I kind of just put it to the back of my mind, um, and we continued to be hard to play against at home and we, we won a lot of games and we did struggle away as, as I mentioned but then it came to Leicester in, in the FA Cup third round and it's like you know Everton fans are craving a trophy mm. and this man has come in and he, he we've lost and he hasn't been bothered that we've lost he, he, has, he has been bothered but his message that he's coming out with in press conference afterwards it's not it's not the right the one falling out with players especially Ross Bach and the way he treated him on the ass yeah. etc that hasn't helped has it one no, bit I mean, I'm bringing him back again you know it's made him look weak mm. in a way because then Umani asked he's, he scored goals for, for Hull mm. and then he's come in and you know he scored goals for us and, mm. and being left out of the Europa League side where we probably could have done with them. What's the well, just finally on this one? Do you know what's the gauge? And when you look at obviously social media, you can't gauge from the typical Everton fan from it. But when obviously the news broke just a few moments ago, and you see a lot of Everton fans going, "Yes, yes, he's been sacked." Now that for me, I just find that a little bit uneasy. Hmm. It, I, I, just, I don't like that, regardless of whether it was Roberto Martinez, David Moyes, or I just find that a little bit uneasy to be celebrating the sacking of a manager after him doing so well in the first season mm. and then to give him what three four months and then sacking him and then rejoicing in it mm. I don't think that's the Everton way is it well each, each fan's got the mm. the right to their own opinion I mean pers- personally I wasn't I wasn't celebrating in, yeah. in any way I think I was maybe a little bit relieved if like if anything because I, I, I had felt that it was probably the right time to go yeah. I mean, first of all, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel too sorry for him. He's gonna oh, have 10 a, million. he's gonna have a huge payoff. Um, I think that's just gonna, that's just a modern football fan reaction. Yeah. Really, you know, I, I did um, advocate for Cumin to go. I'm not, I'm not gonna mm. uh, lie about that. Um, but breaking this afternoon, that news, um, obviously fl- flurry of activity in our office. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just disappointed, really. At the minute, you know, this whole new era thing under Machiri under you know the, the old manager in Cumin as it is now um we just it's you know one step forward three or four back unfortunately i've ever now become involved in this modern day era where the pressure the, well fan pressure wants success overnight now don't they we've seen it there's not not going to be many managers if ever, the new manager's been given money to spend they're going to expect results straight away because if it's not you're going to be treated exactly the same as ronald Koeman in the last 18 months so there's going to be pressure on the next manager then, isn't he? Probably even more so from what Ronald Koeman would be under. I think there's pressure wherever you go in the modern game now. I think it's just it's, it's just the world we live in now that there's, there is increased fan pressure. Well, that's it for the special Royal Blue Podcast Association with Sport Pacer. Hope you enjoyed it. Give us your thoughts online on whether you think Ronald Koeman deserves to be sacked by Everton Football Club and also give us get in touch as well to give us your thoughts on who would you like to see in the Everton hot seat thank you very much for listening